The Neil and Travis Dagnabbit Podcast Show. Bing, bing. Dagnabbit! I feel like I feel like we should write our own theme song now. We've been using that one, uh, which is it's called "Last Night" by the Marquis. Yeah, I think we should write our own now. I mean, Dave. Well, it's time. Dave has his own theme song. He does have Dave his own on the theme street. Song. And and by the way, it's Dave on the street's birthday. And for his birthday, we took him off the street. Dave off the street. Dave off the street. Dave on the street in the house. He's here. Happy birthday, Dave. Thank you. Thank thank you. Okay, that's enough out of it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now, today's your actual birthday. It is Wednesday. What's today? The, t- the 27th, 27th of September. <laughs> yeah. Why are we all confused? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 27th? Yes. And you're, how old are you today? Can I ask? You're not supposed to ask a, a woman, uh, I'm sorry, a gentleman his age, but are you completely shaven? <laughs> I'm 49. 49. Halfway, halfway, almost halfway there. That's it. That's it. And uh, you took the day off. Uh, of work to be here? Uh, apparently, yeah, just to hang out with you guys. This I did. is awesome. We hung and, out. and to nurse his hangover. We hung out last night. We did a show at T's Tavern, which we do every other Tuesday of the month. And Dave came out, and we guilted him <laughs> into taking the day off. Mm-hmm. Just to be here. He's just fun to be around. He shows up with beer. That's it. Yeah. You never know what he's going to say. No. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Just waiting for you guys to cut me off. But we actually were celebrating all weekend because Friday night, Travis, where did we go? Where did we go? Friday night. We went to see Bob Saget. We went to see Bob Saget. At the Improv in Brea. And we took right. Dave and his wife, right. Tammy, and uh, my wife, Geraldine, and Travis, and um, somebody. I don't know if he wants me to make the announcement. Travis is kind of engaged. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, we all went. We went to dinner, and we went to the show. Yeah. And then uh, we hung out all weekend. It's been a great weekend. As a matter of fact, I think I'm kind of sick of you guys at this point. All right. Well, it's been fun. Yeah. We'll see you I'm next week. Take off. Okay. No, but today's going to be a fun show because I'm super excited. Uh, Michael Monroe Goodman is in the house. He's here. He's here. We're going to talk to Michael uh, and uh, get his story. I asked him, I go, when, when people address you, do they call you Michael Monroe Goodman? Do they just call you Mike? Or he says, Goodman. Mm-hmm. So Goodman's here, and uh, he's got a pretty interesting story. He's an actor, he's a singer, and he does a mad impression of Matthew McConaughey. I'm going to tell you this right now. Master impressionist. As a matter of fact, let's play a little bit of his uh, music, and then we'll get him in here and just start talking. Better hang on to your girl, the cock block 
Pretty sure mm-hmm. that that song is called Cockblock Ninja. <laughs> Where? Did, how did you come to that conclusion, Neil Morrow? Uh, it was a very hooky song, <laughs> and I, I like it. You don't hear, you know, especially on on at church on Sundays. You don't hear too many hymns. I'm gonna start Cockblock. I'm gonna. Ninja. I think I'm gonna put that one in the rotation at church on Sunday. Well, that that <laughs> if it's should. not already. <laughs> yeah, by the way, that I was haven't already. That was Cockblock Ninja. Cockblock Ninja by Mr. Michael Monroe Goodman, who hey. is sitting at the table with us. Welcome, welcome to the show, Hello. Michael Monroe. Thank you, boys. Or, or Goodman, as I could Good, just you call, call you. whatever. Yeah. No, you stopped by. We were doing a show last Sunday mm-hmm. at the Starting Gate, yeah. and in you, you walk in. I don't know how you did it because I swear to God, on Facebook, twenty minutes before you were in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, because you travel quite a bit. I mean, you're Sometimes, always somewhere. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, you, where are you from? You're from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Bowling Green, Kentucky, and yeah. you've been out here in California. You said for about a year now. About a year and a half. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. What made you uh, move out this way? Uh, mostly acting, and yeah. you know, I've I've done a lot of uh, musical theater and. Chicago almost doing the theater thing there full time, but I really wanted to do TV and yeah. film, so I was like had to make the make the move out here and yeah. start over and you know work and find my way into that industry and and I I've, and I had a suspicion that I was gonna like doing music out here better than in Chicago too, and I was right. I like I like the country music scene in right. California. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's not much of one in Cal- in Chicago. So, but, but you're saying you're saying then. There's not a big acting industry in Bowling Green, Kentucky? Uh, <laughs> not currently. <laughs> not currently? Well, yeah, but they wanted to typecast me there, you know. Yeah. They're going to make a remake of Hee Haw. They yeah. Wanted- <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would so be on, on top of that. Yeah. And uh, so did you start it off uh, playing music at, at what age? Um, I grew up around I've, my dad was a bluegrass banjo picker and my grandpa played guitar and sang his Gene Autry song as a kid but my my parents were real good friends with Bill Monroe and so when I came into the picture they asked for his blessing to uh, me to be his namesake and I spent like my childhood backstage at the Grand Ole Opry with him and at bluegrass festivals and stuff mm. like every weekend so I like just you know didn't even realize just growing up in yeah. the midst of that and then when I was like uh, twelve or thirteen, I started like singing songs in church, and st- and everyone, every one of my cousins, we all sang, and and I just grew up thinking everyone in the world was a good singer because everyone in my family was. Wow. So I just like thought that was the reality <laughs> of it, and then like it wasn't until like middle school we had like an assembly after the first semester, and and a girl I went to school with like did a solo, and and everybody's like losing their mind, and just like oh my god, I was like what's the big deal? Yeah. And to me, I was just like my, just something clicked in my head. I was like oh. I could sing, and that would make me less of an outcast. I, maybe, maybe I'll make some friends if I show off and sing. It's funny because yeah. I mean, we're, we're all musicians. Travis, Dave is drummer, True. and uh, you know that seems to be the like. It just will click one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, my, for me, I'll never forget. It was a, it was the second grade, and we were doing an open house or back to school night, second grade, 
and my class had to sing This Land is Your Land. Uh-huh. And the, the teacher said, all right, we need somebody to come out and do a solo. As I was walking, uh-huh. that. And she picked me, and I stepped out. We didn't go over. We didn't rehearse. It was showtime. She goes, and Neil, step out. I stepped out, and I go, as I was walking, this hand is your I didn't know the words, but I was but, so afraid <laughs> to tell her that I didn't know the words. But... The crowd loved it. Maybe they yeah. were pity. I'm sure it was mostly Maybe. pity. But and you still do that every night. <laughs> you still don't <laughs> know the words, day, right? I still have no still idea <laughs> what I'm singing. That's so uh, unpatriotic. You don't know that. But it, it'll 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 just click, like you said, and 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 we're like, wow, I can be accepted, or I'll have There's, friends, or I'll meet girls, yeah, or in Travis's case, guys. But the thing is, no judgment. <laughs> No, and Travis started. I mean, you guys have a lot of common. You and Travis, because yeah. you yeah. started singing. In yeah, church. I remember my moment was uh, we had. Well, my dad uh, is like a singing preacher, mm-hmm. and uh, he. We always did this thing. It's kind of like a hee haw kind of thing called the hoot nanny every year. Mm-hmm. So when I was fifteen, the first thing I ever did, me and my dad sang uh, "Streets of Bakersfield" nice. as a duet. That's the first song I ever sang in public. But that was the moment for me that I was like, oh. And if you have feels not, nice. feels if good. you have not been to Travis's dad's church, Michael, yeah. it's hee-haw. You got it. Is go. it? It is it old. Sounds school. like home for me. No, it is old <laughs> school. Uh, just preaching and picking, and yeah. you know they they play all the old stuff, and oh, you know Travis does like a rockabilly bluegrass kind of mm-hmm. feel to to the church service. I do. Plus, you got to go to hear his dad speak. Yeah, yeah. Neil came in, and uh, my dad was hitting on your wife from the pulpit. <laughs> His dad, by the way, his dad's 92 years old. Yeah. No joke. So he gets wow. away with it. So you can get away with me at that age, yeah. yeah. But so you're in Bowling Green, and you're like, hey, I think I want to play music. And then mm-hmm. you just started singing in church. Did you? Yeah. What, how old were you when you did your first band? And was it back home when you kind of got together? My first with- band. Yeah, I did, because um, I sang in church when I was like 12 or 13. Then I started a musical theater, uh, 14 or 15 in, in middle school. And then... I've appeared on some jamborees that were down in Kentucky. Were like uh, they were kind of like a Grand Ole Opry type show. It was, yeah. it was one the first one I was ever on. This one I knew I wanted to be a country singer. Was I went and I think it was because I was dating some girl and she like wanted me to go. She's like, I'd really love it if you went to this show and like sang me a Tim McGraw song or something like that. Right, right. And and so like I went on this show called Live at Libby's and it was a live radio show every wow. Saturday night and it was like. Garth Brooks and Tracy Lawrence, a whole bunch of people like played there before they got wow. big, so it got this big uh, reputation, big thing back in the mid '90s. It was like a really big deal. And they'd have like Ronnie Stoneman from Hee Haw on there, and they'd have uh, a whole bunch of different. They'd have like uh, a whole bunch of like older Opry stars over there. But I did that like on a Friday night, like sang my sang my country song. Mm. I think I sang "Don't Take the Girl" or something, and like. And that's when I like click. It's like, oh, I want to be country singer. And so I was like, that just feels more right than musical theater person. And so, yeah, I just kind of did that. And then when I was 18, I joined my first band. And it was this house band at this warehouse. It used to be a roller rink. Then it was like, you know, of course, it's Dry County uh, in Cave City, Kentucky. So it was like every Friday and Saturday night I had this house band there, you know, they just played all the yeah. old, you know, Sweet Home Alabama and Brown, you know, that, and yeah. I joined that band and like, they let me sing like, you know, maybe like 12, 12 songs a night or whatever. I would sing all the like George Strait, so all the real yeah. world country stuff that they did. 90s country music is kind of, 
I was never a fan, and uh, I wasn't. I wasn't a fan because I was into like rockabilly and Elvis yeah. and, and Johnny Cash and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it seems that you are too. But so, what did you think about '90s country at that time? Were you you were okay with it? And- back then, I was. Back then, I got hip to it. I, I really liked it. Uh, back then, I, you know, certain people, you yeah, know, like. Uh, you know Alan Jackson and Clint Black and, right. and stuff like that. Like I really and Travis Trick guys like that. I really, yeah, it really, it really got me into it uh, back then. I mean George Strait was my hero for me. That's like who taught me to sing. Like I, when I learned to sing, I was like I want to sing just like George Strait. Right. And so, um, but yeah, I, I really dug all that stuff. And I think it's just I was young and I was just just cutting my teeth into country music. But then. Um, as I really started delving into like my roots, then I strayed more, more away from it. And then I got, you know, into, you know, uh, uh, Buck Owens and, 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 you know, and Waylon and Willie and all that stuff. And then, and then when I, when I, I was like, Oh, that's, that's the real me. Like, you yeah. know, this 90s, some of this 90s stuff I like, mm-hmm. some of it's real cool. Some of it's cheesy. Yeah. And you go back you know? and listen now yeah. and I'll go, okay, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was at the time. Yeah. Maybe cause I was, you know, mm-hmm. I had blinders on to, well, and especially yeah. when you put it up against, country today what's on the radio right now because oh yeah go ahead but what i want to get into and not gloss over is that you grew up around bill monroe yes hanging you said the grand Ole opry i don't want to mm-hmm. skip over yeah that. we got to talk about that you got to have some like well, stories he, he about posted that. a picture on on your facebook you have a music facebook page too as well yeah yeah i got my own music facebook page what, yeah. what's that how did, how did it's they find uh that? my just michael monroe goodman so if you go on there you can see this picture of bill monroe yeah. i think mm-hmm. it's on there yeah yeah, there's one. I put posted one on there. Well, yeah, it's like it's cool. Yeah, it's like uh, I had my little cowboy hat on when I was a kid. I wanted to do everything like Bill did because, like Bill in the eight, or early '80s, Bill was like wearing the big hat with yeah. the big feather on the front of it, yeah. kind of yeah. the Charlie yeah. Daniels thing. <laughs> and so I wanted one of those. And so my dad got me like this blue and white, like you know, piece of crap hat. And I had like. That on there, the feather on the front of it, and well, also you have a, is that where you got cock block ninja? You just put man. an actual rooster. You put a rooster, a rooster on, on the head. That's what I'm gonna do next. That should be the thing. But like I was, back then, I just wanted to be like Bill so much as like I was a brat yeah. about it because I think one Christmas I was maybe like ten years old. My dad bought me a mandolin, but it was like a, a, an A shaped mandolin or a pear shaped mandolin, and I like slammed the case like. Nope, it doesn't look like Bill's. I don't uh. want it. Like my dad, in hindsight, I was like, I was like, wow, I was a brat. Like I would not pick up and learn that yeah. manline because it didn't look like Bill's. Did do you remember? <laughs> how old were you then? You were what eight, seven, six? When when you were hanging with Bill Monroe was from birth. I mean, oh, yeah. from yeah, we went from Did he, he, he cut the cord, so cool. right? He cut yeah, the cord. he cut the cord. Yeah, <laughs> if only, if only. I mean, yeah, my, my mom and dad were. We're hanging out with him, you know, wow. right before I was born, and from the time I was born, and they'd they'd go out, they'd go like once a month or whatever, they'd go to the Opry and and build, you know, let them backstage. So, so we'd hang out in the in the dressing rooms yeah. with all the other stars and stuff like that. Yeah. And of course, I was me and a baby, you know, all the all the country stars, you know, would you that's, know that's coddle great. me or whatever. So I've got like photo albums at home of like me and Barbara Mandrell and Dolly Parton and all these, you know, just like cool. that's so passing cool. me around as a baby, you know. Is, is that totally, how, yeah. He's the real deal, yeah. Michael Monroe. <laughs> how did your parents? How did they? How did that come about? That relationship. My mom told me uh, that it was uh, they met in church and they went to church. Oh, which where means they dated. Bill, they dated. Was, His yeah. mom and Bill Monroe <laughs> yeah. dated. Who, who did Bill Monroe not? Who did Bill Monroe not date? He was a, he was a he was a Casanova. <laughs> He was he was really out there. All those guys were. Man. I remember when I was when I was going there as a kid in the late eighties or whatever. We go to the Opry, 
And and Bill, you know, he's like 79, 80 years old, and he always has like, like 22, like Playboy, Playmate looking girlfriend with him. And he was like, Balling till that's the great. end. He that's was. So he was that's the yeah. point I am at my life. Right <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's... I'm old. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I just kind of grew. I didn't, you know, as a kid, I didn't have any relevancy of how amazing that was. You know, how but, how old were you when he passed away? I was 15. So you were so kind of already. Heavy. You were yeah. kind of into music already. Yeah, I was just getting into music when did he, when he ever, passed away. Did you ever get to like, hey, so do you have any advice? Or did he say, kid? You it's, know. it's really sad because um, I just, you know, I had been singing in church for a year or so, and I'd, you know, been singing in school. And so that's when I just started to come around to it. And my dad got real excited because my dad, all my life, he just wanted me to be a bluegrass musician. Yeah. Like, I. I had I, they made me take fiddle lessons when I was like two years old, and I was you know they were like determined to make, my dad was determined to make me a bluegrass uh, player or whatever, but I'd never really done anything with it. But then I started singing, and my dad got real excited, and he like told Bill he's like we're gonna come down uh, to Lonesome uh, Long Hollow Pike where Bill would play on like Tuesday nights. It was right outside of Nashville, and he said we're gonna come down there on Tuesday night and we're gonna get Michael up and you can hear him sing, and we had that planned and like. That week, Bill went in the hospital and Ugh. and never came out, oh, and so I, I didn't get to go. He never got to hear me sing oh, or know that I could right. sing, you know. Yeah. So, but well, he's still a huge influence on yeah. you, and you know, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's listening to you. Yeah, he's every day, every listening. weekend yeah. you're on the road. Yeah, Uncle Bill. We'll just call him Uncle Bill. Uncle Bill. Uncle yeah, Uncle Bill. <laughs> it's more. Yeah, he feels more he's like Uncle down, Bill to me. Yeah. He's looking down on. Yeah. on Goodman, yeah, and, uh, and if I do something wrong, I go that ain't no, that ain't no part of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. That, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a cool story like that. I mm. mean, I got an uncle that touched me once, but that's, <laughs> he said, "Don't tell anybody." <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm just, I just told yeah. you guys. Yeah, yeah. So. That explains a lot. So yeah. just keep it between us. No, I meant emotionally. He touched <laughs> me emotionally. <laughs> he brought me my first guitar. Oh, yeah, okay. he touched me, but yeah. Well, that is that's a cool story and so from then you just kind of uh yeah formed your band and kind yeah, of started I, playing around and yeah i just kind of at that point i decided i just wanted to because before that i was determined to like go to juilliard and be a musical theater mm-hmm. and i was like well, mm-hmm. all that thing and then when the country bug hit me and just really i knew that's who i was and so just right out of high school i just didn't go to college i just right away started playing music and I recorded my first album when I was like 19 I did I had like a yeah 10 12 songs originals that like my grandmother helped me produce or whatever wow. we made wow, and it was grandma o- helped it was okay it was okay there's a couple keepers on that album I mean, it was yeah. like you know learning yeah stuff like that but I had some good pickers on it and it was pretty good and then yeah I worked a few summers at a wild west amusement park in Kentucky where we played cowboys and did country music shows and then uh, from there, I like went to Nashville for a year, wow. and didn't didn't really like Nashville that much. And, and mm. then as soon as I left Nashville, then I started playing a lot in Nashville mm-hmm. that Tootsie's and <laughs> yeah. and uh, and stuff. I start so I was commuting back and forth from Elizabethtown, Kentucky, where I moved up there because they uh, a whole bunch of bars popped open, so people were calling me like, "Hey, come up here and we get you a lot of work." And so I did that, but I left Nashville, and from then on, I just started playing four or five nights a week, doing acoustic stuff and put a band together in in Kentucky and this was like you know 2004 or 5 cuz you're actually you're a pretty mean guitar player mm-hmm. so I try did you um pick up the guitar 
first or the singing came first? The singing came first. I was always, I always knew it was like a singer's first. That that's one thing like I never never had to learn how to do for some reason. Yeah. It just like naturally. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But guitar was like the hardest thing in the world for me to learn because when I was about twenty, I decided like okay, I'm gonna learn this dabbling guitar, and uh, luckily at twenty, at twenty, at yeah, 20. yeah, and and. Uh, um, wow. I'd picked around on a little bit when I was like 16. My, my dad had bought me one, but I, I didn't. I didn't stick to it. I didn't learn anything. But when I was 20, I was like, okay, I'm gonna figure this thing out. And I played some gigs with a guy in uh, Kentucky, real great picker. His name was David Huberry, and he started booking us out these duo gigs. And so for like a year, two or three nights a week, I would just sit there and watch his hands the whole time because I'd just be, you know, you sing all these songs forever. I was just sitting there singing you know, second nature, but I was right. sitting there using that whole time to like watch his hands. And so yeah. I learned how to play everything the way he did on the guitars and kind of like taught myself theory and understanding that. And then, and then from then on, I just started really, once I got like a foundation, I started just really trying to be a better guitar player. And, yeah. But I never wanted to be a lead guitar player in, until it was like out of necessity. Right. And we'd like book some shows doing a jamboree and I was supposed to put this band together and the guy, showed up with these like two guitar players that were like watching me and i was like if you're watching me you're in the wrong place so and so and i was just like strumming guitar i was like okay well screw this we got a show to do saturday night and i just went home and like forced myself just to learn like the intros and Mm. something of a guitar Mm -hmm. solo and that's before song you know and that's before like youtube yeah you know back back then you'd have to like Slow down a record if you uh-huh. wanted, to, you know, oh, yeah. and figure stuff oh, out. Yeah, but now you go on YouTube and you can see somebody teaching you. But yeah. so you know, I mean, that's amazing because I, I started tinkling around at the piano when I was about five years old, but oh, I, wow. I tried you, taking yeah. lessons and it just never kind of was my thing. But I knew I wanted to accompany myself. Yeah. But then I started booking shows and I felt naked without sitting at a piano, yeah. but I wasn't confident as a piano player. To do it live, so yeah. I kind of I would turn down the volume. And, oh, really? You know, yeah, just pretend and I was playing, of, yeah. like Jacob mm-hmm. Tolliver. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but that's just great. You just like, you know, I better out learn this. So. Yeah, I was like, I was like, well, it's just cheaper, and I better learn how to play this. And from then on out, I was just like, well, I'm just gonna be the lead guitar player in my band, and and mm-hmm. it was really rough for like three or four years. We play out, and I had a good band behind me, my, my yeah. bass player. Nashville guy, he's like constantly, he's like, dude, you need to get a real guitar player in the band because you're just never going to be uh, a good guitar player. Like, yeah, you're stick to singing. Yeah, yeah, right. right. He quit playing music. Quit I'm playing. still doing it. He's yeah. probably got like four kids. Yeah. With his cousin. <laughs> yeah. So, luckily, I stuck with it and I kind of figured it out along the way. Well, that's all you can yeah. do, you know? Yeah. So, so, you decide, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to head out um, to California because mm-hmm. you started doing acting aside from music yeah. back, back home. And- well, I was, do- I was doing. Playing music full time and in, in, uh, living in Louisville, Kentucky, for like five years, and and I had I had I established myself there. I was doing real well and played you know almost every night of the week, and then uh, I was doing stand up. I started doing stand up there because I always thought I was a comedian. Yeah, well, most and, musicians. Yeah, do. yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I'd always wanted to do that, and um, I met some people in Chicago. Went up to their house for a weekend and met some improvisers there, and yeah. they. You know, and they immediately they thought I was one of them. And they're like, "Oh, we just figured you were an improviser here at Second City." Where I was like, "And I didn't know anything about it." And they told me all that, like, yeah. "Oh, yeah, this is the school where everyone goes to school to, before they go to SNL or whatever else." And so when I found that out, I just dropped, 
I dropped all my gigs, and within like two weeks, I was commuting up to Chicago wow. and moved wow. up there and just like went to school full time at Second City doing improv, and then went found an acting uh, course up there. I really loved just really really jump into that. So when you uh, when you moved to Chicago, mm-hmm. how are you? Are you making a living as a musician then, or doing acting gigs, or are you taking odd jobs? And I, I started all over. Yeah, because when I was in Louisville, I was just playing music. And then when I moved to Chicago, I I said I'm going to not play music for a while so I can focus on acting. And I just had to work some horrible jobs for mm-hmm. a year and a half. I you know the first job I had was working for this this baker. He had like a, a a cafe in Andersonville, and he was like the he was like the baker Nazi. He was like the, he was like <laughs> the most vile, evil man ever. And I like. I was so relieved when he fired me, and uh, and then like I dog walked for a few months doing dog walking, and then I got hired at this hole in the wall bar on the west side where it was like just like crack whores and and, as a bartender as a bartender Uh. as a bartender (laughs) slash liquor store clerk. It was like a half uh. liquor store, half bartender. So first of all, if you can't get stand up material from walking a dog for a baker while bartending for a crack whore, I don't know what you can't. There's nothing. There's no comedy there if you can't find it. Yeah. So I was just working my butt off doing you know horrible jobs again when I moved up there, and then luckily, luckily. With my music background, I got working with Million Dollar Quartet, and yeah, because so I think that's how I first heard of you. Is, yeah, mm-hmm. I, honestly, I don't even know how I heard of you. I'm, One I day I, we were Facebook friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the first time we actually met face to face, you drove out to Corona. Yeah, we were doing teas, and you yeah showed came out up there and seen yeah. it in person. Yeah, I'm like, who is this guy? It's yeah. cool. <laughs> you weren't there that night, Travis. Yeah, I was. Were you? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. was. He was I playing bass. Was playing bass. See when Michael shows up, I forget everything else. Right, that Travis, I, I have that effect. And he came in, he sang. I mean, he sang "Rip It Up." That's right. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know why. I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, but I can remember that you came in. Oh, but I honestly, ago, I don't even remember how we started talking. I think you just showed it was, up. I think and it was I just knew like who you were. I think we just we had so many mutual friends, right. or whatever, and just kind of like, oh, oh well, this is yeah, this is a cool guy, yeah, and and, that, and then we just that's you know, cool met up. So you did the million dollar quartet in Chicago. Yeah, how long did you do that? As two years as okay. Carl Perkins. I understudied Carl, Elvis, and Johnny. Okay, so I understudied three different roles. Yeah, yeah, over the two years. So did a whole lot of different, did a lot of shows. All three of them at yeah, different nice. points. Yeah, so yeah, I did that, and then and then I left that show, and then um, did Ring of Fire in Chicago. We had a real good run of that. That's uh, a good for like show. Six months, yeah. and uh, it's and then, funny. I had, I was doing a tribute show with. My ex-wife at the time, we were doing a Johnny Johnny and June thing. Uh-huh. Hello, hello. We were doing a Johnny and June thing, and we we're like, "Well, what do we call it?" We called it Ring of Fire, and I got a cease and desist. Did letter. you? Oh well, yeah, yeah. I was booking oh. shows, and they said you cannot call it this. Yeah, and I had because no, of the musical. Yeah, I go. So if you, I would have known you were in the band, I would have called in a favor. You got, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So I always got to Google the title of your show. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's a hundred million different. Uh, Variations of the Million Dollar Quartet. Now, oh, yeah. Which you still yeah. kind of go out on the road and do. Yeah, yeah. Whenever stuff. They... I mean, we both have worked for the, um, that one show. Yeah. <laughs> the one, yeah. The one show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll take the work wherever I can get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what yeah. do you find? I mean, I shouldn't say what do you find harder because they're kind of both the same, but mm. uh, booking acting gigs as opposed to booking music. music booking gigs. music gigs is harder. Yeah, what, for me. Are we? What is that? So my computer keeps dinging, and I the doorbell. That actually is not. <laughs> don't acknowledge it because it, it's not going to come through. Every time a bell rings, Bill Monroe gets his wings. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know if that's going to come through or not okay, we'll on the podcast, out. but we'll find out. Okay. But uh, anyway, so uh, Travis's perfectly working con- uh, computers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so back to the question. So acting gigs or music gigs? I think act- acting gigs are easier to book. For really? Me. Yeah. For, I mean, because I'm, I'm just like the worst marketing person. I'm the worst at like hassling owners and, you know, like, yeah. you know, like just being in their face about, hey, get our band in here. We're like, I'm really not good about that. But with, with acting auditions, it's like, oh, here's, it's, there's the audition. And it's like, there's me and 15 other people. And it's like, oh, I just got to do better than these guys. How and, often do you go out on auditions? Um, do you have an agent? And- I got a theater agent here. Okay. So he gets me theater agents, but I'm still trying to get a film agents so I can actually start auditioning for I, TV shows like I want, you know. You I'm know. not I'm not an actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it'd be fun to do. But You're not I, an actor, you just play one on I TV? I just play one on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I, I recently did a, an episode of Fuller House a yeah. couple weeks ago, and I had to join SAG. Oh, because, yeah. Okay. I had done it once before, and I, I did this thing called Taft-Hartley where you don't have to join the union mm-hmm. and all that. So yeah. this time, they said, well, you have to join SAG, yeah. and uh, it's going to cost three grand. And so basically, I had to pay three thousand dollars to be on Fuller House again. Right. Uh, but there's dues and all this stuff too. Mm-hmm. So, are you a part of that union? I'm. Uh, I'm. I've not you paid gotta, my dues yet, but okay. I'm eligible. I've booked. Okay. I've because I'm like you. Well, I've it's going to cost you. I've three booked grand. some. I know. <laughs> I'm putting it off as long as I can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I've booked some SAG stuff, so I'm eligible to join. But I'm just like, oh, I don't got to cough up the three grand yet. And they'll yeah. they'll kind of they'll place you with an agency, no? Or they no, have, not I know, really. Not I, know, I thought that they had like um, uh, these like seminars and stuff like that. They oh, they might have those, yeah, where you can kind of go and mingle and network and whatever. Well, Dave will be your agent. Yeah. That's it. Well, there man. we go. Let's, I, don't know, I don't know if you know this, but Dave's a professional uh, salesman of furniture. Yeah. Well, that's your like agent, pretty much man. the same industry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he can not only book you a gig, he'll get you on the casting couch. He'll get me on the casting couch. <laughs> Isn't that a website? Isn't that like <laughs> casting couch? I don't know if I want to be on that show. Uh. But, uh, so now you're out here in California and you're playing music and yeah. you're traveling. You know, and we were just talking about this because you live in Hollywood now. Yeah. I'm down in Marietta where we're doing this podcast and it's like a 17-hour drive. Yeah, basically. So yeah. from L.A. No, it's, it should take you what, an hour and a half with no traffic. Took Michael three days and a small team of strong men to get here today. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking that no matter where you live, as long as you're close to a freeway or an airport, yeah, you're, you're for good. what we we do, yeah, you can just yeah, you can get booked you know, but, out. Fly but out. I I, fig- I figured it out now. Now I know why you're out in L.A. and Hollywood because mm-hmm. you're doing the acting stuff. Yeah, and, trying to do and, both. And, yeah, uh, do you have like what do they call it? A Z card? What's a Z card? A Z card is what you have your your a couple headshots, right? And then it lists all your special skills. Oh, okay. Like uh, you know, rides a motorcycle or. Does oh. uh, does karate or yeah. can impersonate? Yeah, hey? yeah. Uh, I've got all that on my res. I've got like a resume and then like single headshot. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I don't have the multiple. Zip, well, you know, I'm a part of SAG now, so I, I know, all I, the terms. you know all the stuff. You gotta, you gotta, you Z gotta get card, to that. SAG card, zigzag. Yeah. <laughs> I know all those all those terms, but yeah. uh, you know. So here's what we should do. All right, because uh, we've been talking for a minute. Why don't we play another uh, Michael song? Okay. Um, what 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 do you want to play? Do you have a, a preference? About, uh, what we let's play? do uh, "Carrying On What Nashville Left Behind." And this hey. is one you wrote, yeah, mm-hmm. about leaving Nashville behind. It's about carrying on the music that Nashville's left behind. Oh, okay, nice. yeah, okay, cool. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Right. We're here with Michael. I'm sorry, we're here with Goodman. That's right. And uh, Dave on the street. Dave, are you having fun seeing this? Oh, this is exciting. 
Okay. Great. So, anyway, so, so here's gonna... Michael. <laughs> Michael Monroe. Whalen vibe on that one. Yeah, it's totally yeah, got a Whalen feel. Vibe. Yeah, kind of thinking that when I wrote it. So when you write uh, a song, do mm-hmm. you write out? Do you start with lyrics first, or do you start strumming and go, okay, I think I want that to sound like a Whalen song, or uh, maybe I want it to be a ten step, or yeah. Kind of like- um, usually, when I, uh, for many years, uh, every time I write, I would just like hear a melody. I would hear like the words of a hook or something in my head. Mm-hmm. It would just come to me, and I would just kind of sing it. Out and then I would like sit down and figure out what key it was in my head and then I would just try and like hear the rest of the melody and then I would kind of about you know because it was a singer first then I would like I would sing it and then I'd have to like try and figure out what chords went with it and I'd write like that and then as years got on and I got better at guitar and especially with my improv background in Chicago I did a lot of musical improv there and I found this really great thing mm. of like how I could just like start playing just playing something and just like yeah. making up something and and, it, it, and at first like the lyrics will be garbage or just be, but there might be yeah. like something I stumble upon like right. oh that's a great idea then I'll go back and rewrite it and I'll just keep like f- 
filling in. So it's yeah. kind of like I'm making it up on the spot and I really don't know where I'm going, but I'll like find one yeah. little nugget that I'll go, oh, that's the hook. Yeah, and then yeah. I'll I'll rewrite the lyrics around that. So I kind of write in that, that respect yeah. now, I'll kind of like, I'll kind of like get in the mood of like, I want to write a shuffle or I want to write something like that and then I'll just kind of mess around with it until something comes out that mm-hmm. is yeah. worth keeping. Yeah. Well, so I'm, I'm curious then because uh, you said you do stand up and music and you your song Cock Block Ninja yeah. you, you're telling us how do you know what to save for your stand up material or what to make into a song or do you in- incorporate your songs into your I've never seen your stand up but I, I haven't know done stand up in so long yeah. but so the story you got to tell the story. Yeah, tell the, the, cock okay, the cock block ninja, ninja story. Yeah, <laughs> because me, you got a song cock block ninja, cock which ninja. we opened up the show yeah, with. Yeah, and uh, this is uh, this is a true. This is a true this is story. <laughs> true story. Because it sounds like it could be a stand up routine. Yeah, I guess you it made could. it into yeah. a country song. It, yeah, um, <laughs> we were. Uh, so how did the cock come about? The, the cock, cock block ninja. ninja song? Um, we were doing a Million Dollar Quartet in Chicago, and yeah. me and my buddy Lance Lipinski. Yeah. Um, he, uh, some girl had come to the show that night and he wanted to introduce her to me. He was, he thought that we should go out or Lance, whatever. Lance said, Hey, I got this girl. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Hey, I got this girl, man. And, uh, so we, we went out after the show for like, you know, dinner or whatever. And me and her were hitting it off and yeah. it seemed like it was great. You know, she's like, Give me your phone number. And, and was like, You know, it's like, seemed like we were really clicking. He's like, All right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave and leave you two alone. Y'all can go to another bar or whatever yeah. like that. And like right before that, like some guy, in all black, like, come sit down, a little Filipino guy, come sit down at the table with us, and he's like, hey, guys, you know. Pacquiao. Yeah, and it was like, and we are like, uh, and Lance's like, hey, how you doing? You know, I was like, we thought he was, like, work there. He was, like, in the kitchen or something, because yeah. he just kind of come out, and I was like, oh, hey, sit down, have, sit down here, have some, you know, whatever, have, whatever. So he just sat there kind of quiet, and I was like, Okay, let's just just kitchen guy come and sit with us at the table. That's cool. But then we got up. You're like, trying to get your thing on with this yeah, girl. All yeah, day. and there's guys just like sitting here, just kind of you know being a weird third wheel sitting at the table with us, but um and not saying anything either. And so we got up to like pay the check and and um and Lance like I'm gonna duck out and you know I'll let you you two can go go you somewhere three. else. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we didn't this know. This is a hot story, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> then all of a sudden, we like, like turn my head and we look across the street, and she's already went out the door, and she's getting in the car with the Filipino guy, <laughs> and we're like, and we have no idea who he was. She didn't talk to him the whole time sitting there either, and we're just like, like Lance just like scratch her head, like, what the hell just happened? Like this makes. No sense kind of whatsoever. Ama- I'm like, I want to meet this guy. Yeah, right. I was like, what is going on? And so we were just like, just trying to figure it out, walking yeah. down the street. And we went into another bar close by that we knew everybody there. We walked in, and and the 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 the, the phrase was coined. Somebody's like, so what are y'all doing tonight? And Lance like, well, you know, we just got got thwarted by the cockblock ninja. Apparently, you know, like you know, like it was him. And you're like tell him what happened, and then <laughs> and then you're like, that's a song, yeah. And as and so and then and uh, the we just started telling that story at the show, and people and they were getting a laugh out of it. And then I started just goofing off with making up ridiculous lyrics. Have to you Cockwalk Ninja? And did then, you hear from the girl since? We we actually dated because he could have shipped that. her off, and maybe you know it's yeah. a big sex trade. Did thing. you yeah. play her the song? Oh yeah, she loves the song. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she commented on the song uh, yesterday when I posted it on Instagram or whatever. But um, <laughs> but she. Uh, 
me and her actually did date for a good good while after that. We yeah. did we did hit it off, uh, not knowing the story. The Filipino guy was like one of her best friends, and oh, she didn't okay. know she was going to be meeting me that night, oh, so she'd already called him to come like oh, pick right, her up. Right, okay. But we didn't know that, and she didn't clue us into that. So it was like had no clue she was just running off with some stranger. But it was that's funny. It turned out to be a friend of hers so, giving her okay. a ride. So yeah. like you know for you. It seems like you've lived over Chicago. You're now in L.A. Mm. You moved. Uh, you were from Kentucky. So being on the road and being a working musician mm. and, or an actor, or comedian, yeah. and all that stuff. Where, how do you find time for girls and dating and all that stuff? Uh. <laughs> it's pretty. I mean, it seems like you know you got you know you're a good looking guy. You kind of got like a, a Kirk Douglas kind of vibe. Oh, I going like on, that. I'll right? take that. Yeah, right? I'll take a, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, take a Kirk Douglas. I'll take a Kirk Douglas that. thing. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, how many songs have you written? From a girl, for a girl, from a girl, like the cock block ninja came oh, from. Because, oh, I mean, experience probably. He's got probably half, albums probably worth. half of my probably <laughs> half of my songs are written, you know, either about you know, you know, I've wrote, got several songs about my ex wife and several songs about other serious relationships and yeah. breakup. You know, always. Uh, so you were married once before. I was married once before back in any, Kentucky. Any kids? No, no, no kids. No kids. No. So it was just like a high school sweetheart. Uh, no, we, was it like we, like a scene from Dewey Dewey Cox? Like you're never gonna make it. You're never gonna make you're it. Not gonna be anything. <laughs> like, love love you. Never love gonna make you. it. <laughs> like, forget this. I'm I mean, I'm on the road, but my music. I have a hit song on the radio. I think you're I'm never gonna, gonna make. Give it up, Dewey. I think I'm doing pretty good for a 15 year old with a wife, wife and a baby. baby. <laughs> Yeah, you're never home anymore. It's just ridiculous. Think I'm gonna be home every time you have a baby. So, so when did <laughs> when did you get married? Was it before like things started kind of taking off for you? Or? I, mar- I got, well, I was when I was playing Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and I was playing yeah. full time. That's when I met my, my my wife. She had just like got out of college, yeah. and her and her friends came to one of the bars I played at all the time, and we just you know we started going out and then got married soon afterwards like that. You know, so she met me when I was playing music full time, but then. Yeah, it just didn't work out for right. other reasons or whatever. And uh, later on, but um, she left you for a Filipino, didn't yes, she? she left me, yeah, thought, yeah, 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 yeah. She left here. It's like it's the theme. My, it's my, my theme. Yeah, he will not go into any Asian restaurant whatsoever. No, no, if, I, if I go on a date and she says let's eat Chinese, I'm like, no, no, let's no. We're going, we're going to well, American no, well, or Mexican. Well, yeah. that's the thing. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Is yeah. you know, being in this industry, it's tough to date. It's tough it to is. be married. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm going to say it. I've been married. This I'm. Married three times, three uh, times. Three t- I was married twice before, which adds up if you add the net. That's, <laughs> that's a, the third. That's the third, third one. one. But you know, I, I mean, um, it's what it's we tough. do. It's a tough. It's a tough thing because we're on the road. Yeah. You know, um, we're gone, and then when we come home, sometimes I mean, personally speaking, I was a zombie for yeah. most of the time. I just yeah. want to sit and yeah, stare at the wall. You yeah. know, and it, you kind of. I, I mean, I, as I get older, I, I now see things in a different way. Yeah. I, Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? This what we do for a living can come and go just like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah. the people that are around you in relationships or family mm-hmm. and friends, they're that there ma- forever. No matter yeah. what you go through mm-hmm. uh, uh, on the road or in your career, they're the ones that are going to be there. Right, so right. It kind of clicked in me in mm-hmm. the last couple of years of like, yeah. okay, I yeah. see, I see it now because you know we're all trying to make it. Whether it's music, comedy, acting, you, yeah. you know, you're looking for your big break. Just trying to say, what's the biggest yeah. thing that? Uh, Looking back on on everything that you do, career wise, music wise, uh, uh, acting wise, what's what's something that really sticks out that you're proud of, and you say that's that's cool that I did that. Um, well, probably um, uh, in 2012, 
uh, I auditioned for Saturday Night Live for mm. Lauren Michaels oh, and cool. all the writing staff. And so yeah, I, I've been in Chicago almost two years, and I just joined Million Dollar Quartet, and uh, one of my writing teachers at Improv Olympic had come and seen me, and he was a musician. He used to write for SNL. And he was like bragging to me, to the owner of Improv Olympic, uh, Sharna Halpern, who's discovered, you know, helped a lot of people, Tina Fey and Christopher, all those people. And so just by chance meeting, I was you're just like had my opportunity. I was like, hey, you know, Sharna, I want to like be part of your five minute solo comedy showcase. She's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And so uh, I came in the next week and blew her away and she loved it immediately. And, you know, she's like, all right, Lauren's going to be here next month and I want him to see you. And I like... <laughs> didn't believe her. I, did, I, did, I was like, I was like, okay, you're okay. That's it's not that easy. She's a career block ninja. Yeah, like, yeah, she, yeah. I'm like, she's blowing smoke up my butt or whatever. <laughs> and so, but she wasn't lying. Like a month later, like just like that, she, me and four, she, she picked 14 other people that she thought were the best people there. At the thing, just she wanted to showcase. And yeah. so, you know, here we did a big showcase, big sold out crowd or whatever. And Lauren and everybody, Lauren and Steve Higgins and and wow. everybody from the writing uh, crew there. Seth Myers was the only writing person that wasn't there. But like, you know, I went out and I did did my uh, impre- my whole my whole five minutes was impressions. I did like Hollywood remake movie impressions okay, and I gotta, did I did musical to, yeah yeah and you know I did you musical to give remake stuff. And so I got big laughs out of Lauren Michaels. He loved my Johnny so Cash he comedy bit. Oh yeah, he laughed big time. Yeah. So, so yeah. then, what's the deal? How come? Because yeah. I heard that Lauren does not laugh. That's yeah, what they that's say. What I was gonna say. That's he what they does say. Does not laugh. Yeah. And uh, I've heard stories. You know, Dana Carvey or uh, Rob Schneider said he yeah. laughed. And, yeah. You know, and then the next week I was I on the show. I know. So do you remember? So I thought your routine? I was home free. Do you remember the the routine? I remember most of the routine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're gonna give us. You gotta give us a little. <laughs> I'll give you a little bit of it. Uh, okay. The first. So look, we're in the room. Lauren Michaels is there. Oh, there he is. Everybody but Seth Myers. <laughs> yeah. And we're sitting there, we're watching you. You come yeah. out and and then what? Okay, my first uh, routine of the all right. Uh let's uh Phil, it's time to we're remaking Hollywood movies and you know, and uh great ones and you know it's just a matter of time before they start remaking films like, you know, pulp fiction. You're gonna see uh new Hollywood actors in it, kinda like uh you know, uh, Matthew McConaughey, maybe Cat Williams, you know, so it's like, <laughs> so tell me again about the hash bars. Oh, see, it's, uh, see, marijuana, it's legal, but it ain't 100% legal in Amsterdam, see, but you, I mean, you can have it on you and you can buy it, but you can't sell it, that's what you can do. Well, so you mean I can just walk into any place and have hash and get it all the time? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, I mean, listen... You can't have it on you, but they they can't arrest you if they see you with it. So it's basically totally legal there. Oh, that's it. I'm going to Amsterdam today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't see how he, he couldn't laugh. And so so then you're <laughs> so you're waiting. You know, after you don't what a couple weeks. You're, you don't know two, it. Yeah, you don't you know. know you're just yeah. waiting by the phone. Or yeah. Or, you what know, year is this? 2012, okay. June of wow, 2012. So this yeah, is not too far back. Yeah, five years. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, we auditioned. You know, audition. You 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 know, I, there was like me and like two or three other people got really big laughs and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what they're gay, what they're looking for, whatever. And so I didn't get a call the next day or whatever. So I didn't get a fly out to New York or whatever. But then like you know, a month or two later, you seen they hired Cecily Strong. Who she auditioned with oh. me, and she's on the show now. Yeah, they, oh, yeah. they picked her. Oh, fuck her over me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so, great. Yeah, yeah. I don't but, even know who she is because she don't. I don't watch Saturday Night Live anymore. Yeah. I used to watch. I was a big fan of the whole Dana Carvey. Mm, era. I love those days. I mean, those are my heroes. Oh yeah, when it's know? Dana Carvey and the George Bush heirs, like 
thousand points of light. Yeah. How many Stay impressions do you do? <laughs> a lot. I don't, I don't okay. have any. Okay. I mean, I was, if I was to name somebody. Maybe. Do you think, okay. Maybe. Um, can you can you do a Robin Williams? Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe I can get this coke in here and make it and do the radio show. Oh, look at it. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, look at it. Oh, look, it's Travis. He's over there smiling. What are you looking at smiling at me for? Get out of here. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that one, he, like that. he can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you do a Donald Trump? You know what? I would love to do a Donald Trump, but you know what? <laughs> if I do, you're just going to report it as fake news. Fake news. You're not going to be fruit. You're going to be mean. You know what? It's sad. It's sad. All right, I got one. This is the best one. <laughs> okay. It's going to be the easiest one. Easiest one. Dave on the street. There you go. Hey, you didn't yeah. have to say anything. You <laughs> nailed it. It was perfect. Dave, are you, you're still having a good time. I'm right? having a great time. <laughs> Cut okay. me off. Can't grab. <laughs> no, it is Dave, it's Dave's birthday. So uh, for your birthday, we're going to let you pick uh, an impression maybe that we're going to see if oh. Michael can do Okay. Because um, Dave Dave quotes a lot of movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, right. he knows a lot, of, a lot of movies. Let's do Chris Farley. Holy freaking gourd. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, happy, happy birthday, Dave. Yeah, All right, it's enough out of you. All right. All right, so I think um, we would love, you drove all this way. And, uh, and and this is probably one of the best interviews that we've. Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, great! It's better than anything great. we've ever done. We would love to maybe have you play something live. Mm-hmm. Um, you brought sure. your guitar, and yeah. so uh, is there a song that you've been working on that's not on an album, or do you want to do something that's on an album? Or I think I should do be for appropriate for this podcast. I got a new song that'll be on my next album, and I think it'll probably be my bigger single off the next that I'll push yeah. it. And so I'm pretty proud of it. It's good. called. You gotta have a beard. You gotta have a beard. Oh, oh yeah, that's what. Well, okay, I'm, <laughs> all right. I have to shave mine because I'm going out uh, next week to do. Um, you know John Mueller? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got the same look whenever <laughs> I say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm doing. I'm doing some Johnny stuff. I got to shave. But uh, what, what's what's got to have a beard about? Uh, it's uh, it's kind of poking fun and making fun of of uh, all these. Um, you can take it either. Way. You can take it either way. The song it, it's talking about what you got to be to be a country singer. You got to have a beard, yeah. and it's kind of talking about all these new guys like spending ten grand on a nudie suit and all this stuff. But like, but they're missing out. They got to have a beard. It's kind of like kind of poking on like there's, there's 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 a lot of people. You know, there's like a lot of legit you know country people out there nowadays. But there's a lot of people that are posers or phonies or whatever. What do you so think of What do you think of Chris Stapleton? Oh, I love him. He's yeah. he's, he's got a beard. He's got a beard, but he's legit. I mean, okay. it's, yeah. But did the beard make him legit, or was no? It the, music? It, the beard didn't make him legit. But that's like the point. There's I a lot think, of people think if they grow a beard yeah. like Stapleton, that'll make them legit. Luke you know? Luke Bryan has a beard. Does he? See yeah, that? it's he's a girl trying, he's, he's dating. Hey, <laughs> 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 All right, so we'll, uh, so we'll have you do. Uh, okay, yeah, gotta have out. a beard. Get your guitar. All right, we'll do it. Here we go. All right, here we go. Michael Monroe Goodman, gotta have a beard. lot of people packing up their bags and moving to Tennessee. They know everything about country cause they saw it on TV. Spend 10 grand on a nudie suit and a brand new pair of snakeskin boots but the most important thing doesn't slip their minds. Cause you gotta have a beard. And if you wanna be a country singer, well you gotta have a beard. Dress a lot like David Allen Cole. 
If you want to sing, I saw the light Or help me make it through the night If you want to be a country singer, you gotta have a beard Turpin, Robert Miller never got nowhere Till they threw out that razor Started growing out their hair Oh, Johnny Cash didn't make a dime Until he learned to see the signs That a five o'clock shadow just ain't enough Cause you gotta have a beard If you wanna be a country singer Well, you gotta have a beard Do drugs like David Allen Cole if you want to sing, I saw the light Help me make it through the night If you want to be a country singer, you gotta have a beard If you're a honky-tonk angel, you have got it made Cause none of the rules apply to you But for all us cowboys trying to make the grade There's just no way to skirt around the truth Cause you gotta have a beard if you want to be a country singer, well, you gotta have a beard. Do drugs like David Allen Cole. If you want to ling the ring of fire, or learn how to play the wildwood flyer. If you want to be a country singer, you gotta have a beard. Well, if you want to sing them drinking songs, you gotta look like you belong. If you want to be a country singer, you gotta have a beard. All right. Yeah. Rock it. Okay. So, okay. The song has got to have a beard. Yep. Like on your face. Yeah. Because people are commenting right now. They say, I want a beer. I want a beer. I drink scotch. (laughs) Well, you can have that too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Maybe you got to have a beer. Yeah. Maybe you should write a sequel to this. Uh, Gotta have a beer. Gotta have a beer in your beard. beard. This is, by the way, we're live on Facebook. Yeah, we're live on Facebook. We're doing Facebook. We're doing the Neil and Travis Dag. Uh, Dagnabbit. What's the name of our show? I don't know. Oh, we're hammered. We're, we're hammered. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. It's Dave on the street's birthday, and he, he Dave's, Dave has a beer, and this is Michael Monroe Goodman, our good friend. We just call him. We just call him Goodman. We're tight now. We're tight. He drove all the way. He drove all the way from uh, Hollywood out to Marietta, California, where we're doing this, and uh, we're we're still doing our podcast, um, which. Uh, Tune in to later. It's gonna. We're gonna post this later on our, our Facebook page, uh, Dag Nabbit uh, Podcast Show. That's right, Travis. It's gonna be Michael. a good one. Michael, you having a good time so far? Having a blast. This is fun, right? Yes. Anybody can do this. Yeah, we should do this. We'll every say that because then everybody will. And we'll be. Uh, we should do this every day with Michael because uh, if you you won't be able to hear now, but tune in later. Michael did some master impressions. He yeah. did uh, Matthew McConaughey, Cat Williams, Robin Williams, uh, Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Um, Donald Trump. <laughs> Never mind. I should... <laughs> we just lost all our viewers. Now. Uh, okay, so for the people, okay, uh, for the people that are tuning in live, uh, if uh, if what's your favorite impression to do? Ah, oh. do you have one that uh, we could just show people that sure. are live? Oh yeah, we can just do one. Yeah. For... Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why, why you want to not sing country music for? Why, whoa, whoa, whoa. why can't you just uh, keep it country? Oh, I know who that was. You guys know? I know. Yeah, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart Does, yeah. Oh, that was Jimmy Stewart? Oh, wait. Yeah. No, Neil did not know. <laughs> who were you thinking? I thought it was Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> no, no. I, I knew it was Jimmy Stewart. I knew it was Jimmy Stewart. Whoopi Goldberg's slightly different. 
Yeah. Okay, well, well, make sure, people that are watching, make sure you, you tune into the Neil and Travis uh, Dagnabbit podcast, because uh, it, it's a good one. And uh, there you go, just finished up. All right. You know, that's a, that's a fun thing about social media now, because mm-hmm. uh, uh, you kind of really work the social media. I see I where you're to, I know yeah. where you're at. I, I know to. where you live. You know I know what you I know what you ate. I know what you're going to wear. <laughs> uh, so, no, the good thing is, you know, most of the stuff, I mean, yeah. nowadays is pushed through social media. You got, yeah, you got to like be really savvy with it now. Yeah. It's, yeah. A ne- it's a necessity now. Which, yeah. uh, you know, personally, I'm not a big fan of email uh, because I'm trying to always like keep my bookings up mm-hmm. and if there's a new place because I think you asked me about this a while ago. You had said, hey, you know, I'm looking to book some local shows in California. Yeah, yeah. I think this is when you were kind of new to California. Yeah. And the sucky thing is, like, you send emails. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to not reply. Oh, I know all about oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, we just booked a show uh, in November for our yeah, Cash Killer I, been, King. Oh, our, oh that's for Cash Killer our King. Our Cash Killer King show that we're doing, which is kind of a take on the Million Dollar yeah. Quartet, except yeah. we leave out. Call Perkins, Carl, Carl <laughs> but, shafted again because then he'd have to pay me more. <laughs> so I just, I just booked this. I just booked this show for November twenty sixth. It's uh, ro- ro- what's it? Rom- Romanos, Romanos in Riverside concert Grill. Yeah, it's a concert bar grill. It's yeah. really feature. So I said to Travis, I've I been go. trying for years to get into this place, and then yesterday we're sitting at the table, and you're like, oh hey, I just last week I sent an email to this place, Romanos, and uh, anyway, we're going to be playing there in November. What? He's like, how does he do? I've been trying for 17 years since I was born to get in there. (laughs) Anyway, but you know that's the sucky thing about uh, yeah. A lot of times you just bombard people emails and they never answer back or whatever. Yeah, because I do a lot of casino gigs. You know, Mm -hmm. because honestly, I mean, I don't do anything else, and so I got to make money, Mm -hmm. and I make a lot of money playing casinos. But I feel a lot of these and the casinos seem to have a revolving door Mm -hmm. on. Who's booking the entertainment? You know, yeah. it's like oh, the guy that uh, the Filipino that was in the kitchen eh, yeah, uh, uh, is now booking the band. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's now booking the band, and I th- it's so tough to connect. As soon as you get tight with him, he leaves, and somebody else he leaves with the yeah. girl. Yeah. yeah, right. He takes <laughs> yeah, off he with a woman. Cock blocking ninja. Yeah, it's so tough to get in. It's so tough to get in. I most time because I'm not good at, at marketing. But most when I get my gigs, it's like I'll go to an open mic yeah. at the venue or whatever. I'll be right. make sure the owner sees that's me. An and it's like, oh, way. we'd like to book you. I'm like, that's funny because I've been emailing you for two months. You know. Yeah. Well, we learned. <laughs> but, that's know, how yeah. I met Neil. Is that how you met <laughs> I gave him it's my card true. one day yeah, yeah. and I said, hey, I have a band. I'd love to play here. And he threw my card away. But two weeks later, <laughs> two weeks later, I came in an open mic. Well, I had a I had then, a bar. Yeah. Uh, I opened up a, a, a piano bar, but we also did like Rockabilly Tuesdays. Yeah. We called it yeah. Taco Billy Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, we had an open mic, and Travis came in on a Monday uh, to do our open mic, and he gives me this card. It's like, yeah. hey, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, okay. I, was like, <laughs> I didn't keep the card. I feel bad. It was a good looking card. Uh, it was, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, where, where was I going with this? Anyways, but uh, so I think. Uh, we should take advantage. Do you have another song you could do? Oh, we should, we just do, yeah, let's do one more. Because yeah. I feel like we're talking his ear off. He's probably starving. I know, uh, we got a barbecue. Uh, we're, we're barbecuing we're, for we're Dave on the Street's birthday. Yeah, we're going to yeah, Hang out. Uh, we're going to do a jam. Mm-hmm. Hey, how about this? Huh. Huh? 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 We all jam together. Maybe you play upright, Travis. Okay. Uh, I could strum a guitar too. Okay. And uh, you could strum a guitar, and we could do a, a big damn uh, damn jam, jam, a big damn jam, jam jam, All right, jam jam. So let's good. do that. All right, so we're gonna get set up for this. Let's uh, let's play. Uh, you know what? Why don't we play a Bill Monroe song? There we go. Uh, Sounds uh, good. And and then by when this is done, 
we can uh, we'll we do a, a damn jam. Sounds go. about right. All right. Can't beat that. that. Well, guess what? We all got our instruments now, and we're gonna do a big jam. Travis is on the upright bass. Michael's on uh, guitar, and mm-hmm. I'm on a guitar. And uh, what should we? What should we do? Let's do. Um, you know what? Since we all have done like kind of the million dollar quartet yeah. thing, let's uh, let's do a song from uh, from that the the jam. Let's do uh, Brown Eyed Handsome Man. Brown Eyed Handsome Man. So I'll take a verse. You take a verse. You take a verse. Yeah. And yeah. Then we'll go. Okay. Here we go. Right. Brown Eyed Handsome Man. On a charges of unemployment, he was sitting in the witness stand. The judge's wife told the district attorney, You better free that brown eyed man. You want your job, you better free that brown eyed man. Michael, we're flying across the desert in a TWA. I saw a woman walking across the sand. She's been walking 30 miles en route to LA to get a brown eyed handsome man. She fought and won us if a brown eyed handsome man. Take one now, come on. Well, my load of Venus was a beautiful lass. She had the world in the palm of her hand. 
She lost her both of her arms in a wrestling match to meet a brown-eyed handsome man. She fought and won herself a brown-eyed handsome man. Everybody, pick a verse. Climb across the desert in a TWA. Well, two, three, count. So nobody gonna hit a fly, fly into the stain. Fly across the desert. Head is headed for the daughter. It was a brown-eyed handsome man. It was a job. Man. One more time, yeah. yeah. That's how you do it. That's how you do that. Yeah, big round of applause Woo! there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I got one. I got one. I got one. Happy birthday to you. Dave on the street. Happy birthday to you. Dave on the street. Happy birthday, dear Dave on the street. He's passed out on the ground right now. Yeah. Happy birthday. To All right, let's. Uh, hey, you know, let's do a Bill Monroe. Okay. Uh, uh, the Bill Monroe song the that Bill everybody. Uh, Blue Moon of Kentucky. What what key should we do? This? A, a or G? A, a, yeah. Canadian uh, key. We'll All right. Well, Michael, a. since uh, since you're you know you're royalty uh, <laughs> with Mr. Bill Monroe, right. uh, We'll follow you on All this right, one. All right, we'll take it away. Once again, you're listening to the Dag Nabbit uh, podcast show thingy with Nils Travis. Nils. And Travis. Neil S. Travis. Neil S. Travis. Neil S. Travis. <laughs> uh, it, our special guest, uh, Mr. Michael Monroe Goodman uh, from Kentucky, going to sing Blue Moon of Kentucky. All right. All right. Blue Moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. Let's shine on the one that's gone and left me blue. Keep on shining Shine on the one that's gone And left me blue Alright, here I go Way up the moon of Kentucky Keep on shining Shine on the one that's gone And left me blue Blue moon of Kentucky Keep on shining Shine on the moon that's gonna lift me blue Travis Well, it was on a moonlit night Stars shining bright oh. Whisper on high Love, say goodbye Blue moon of Kentucky Keep on shining Shine on the moon that's gonna lift me blue Somebody pick it Keep on shining Shine on the one that's gonna let me a bass solo Here we go Go Goodman, go! 
here. Everybody on the bridge. Well, it was on the late night, stars shining bright. Waves brown high, love say goodbye. Blue moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. Shine on the one that's gonna lift me blue. Turn around. Well, shine on the one that's gonna lift me blue. One time for good measure. Shine on the one that's gonna lift me blue. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Woo, 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 woo. Just like the record. All right. That was a hometown jam right hometown there. Jam. Yeah. I, I felt like I was at Knott's Berry Farm, though. I had to let out a couple. <laughs> a little yeah. yeah. Dave, what did you think? Uh, Dave, what did you think of that? You, you guys are awesome. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> thank you, Dave. So, right. Well, Michael, we learned so much about you today. You, you're, you're a traveling man, master impressionist, comedian, musician, ladies' man. <laughs> Where'd that get from? <laughs> we learned a lot about your career. Where, where are you? Uh, what are you doing next? Where do you go from here? Um, well, I've got um, just a bunch of some gigs with my band um, playing around here. Who's, who's and, in your band? Um, so who is your um, band? Who is my band? Because I uh, thought we just had a band right now. I well, thought this we were is the new band. This we're is the, the new band. Sorry to the old band. You're fired. Yeah, this is the new band. We're, we're, the three of us are going to go on the road. Dave, you should play Spoons or something. <gasps> I think that... I know. Cowbell, something. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, anyway so, <laughs> so now where do you go uh, next? Oh, sorry, who's in your band? Uh, we got uh, Kevin uh, Milner on Pedal Steel. Yeah. Nice. I got Chad Watson playing oh, I know Chad. bass yeah, and Chad. singing a lot. And then uh, Matt Lesser usually playing drums for cool. me, playing the right drums. On. Yeah, and Look at those guys. You just played what's today? Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Monday. You did. We the, played Monday. We played Cowboy Cal- Cal- Palace. Palace in Chatsworth. Oh. Yeah, we did the original showcase. We did all all originals there on Monday. So where can people listen to this? It's going to go out tonight. But where can they find you in the coming? Yeah, where um, are you playing next? Uh, my next gig is this Sunday at Mother's Tavern in uh, Sunset Beach. Okay, man, I wish at I could three go. o'clock. Damn, Damn it. Three to Laughlin. six. I'm in Laughlin. You mean Laughlin? I yeah. wish I could. I'm there. not in Laughlin. I might have to swing by. There you go. Swing on by. So yeah. they can go to your website. You have a website. Yeah, MichaelMonroeGoodman.com. I think you should shorten it to Goodman.com. Just go. Just go yeah. Goodman.com. Yeah. And then after that, it'll be just G. G. <laughs> and then just G. Yeah, G. <laughs> just <dot> G. <laughs> G. <laughs> There's G. Uh, well, did you have fun today? I had a blast. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. I, it's a lot of fun. I really appreciate you the fact that you uh, drove all the way from Hollywood. To in the middle of nowhere, Marietta, California, mm-hmm. uh, to do this. You got to have. I didn't want to tell you. Usually, we go to the guest, but I was. Oh feeling, yeah, yeah. We'll just <laughs> we'll just pick up and go there. No, yeah. no. <laughs> we usually uh, we were doing this at uh, Travis's church. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but doing the some, last couple times, some, yeah, we've been doing it here. Mm. Uh, got some. Do you like doing it here on. better than the church? Uh, Say yes. Yeah, of course <laughs> yeah. I do. I love setting up and tearing down in the same. Yeah. No, it's great. So, anyway, <laughs> I don't miss my desk or anything. This is fine. Yeah, a little round table. Yeah, this the, little tiny oh, yeah, round table. Round I'm sorry table. about the laundry that's everywhere. Too. Oh, I it's been, fine. I had to do a load anyway. So I'll just <laughs> of laundry? Do it up. Yeah. <laughs> We're Neil's living room. If you don't know, no. he's, uh, a lot of Neil's clothes. He just comes home and, and just, just throws them in the nearest corner. It's, it's true. That's true. All right. So no, but you cleaned up what? a little bit I today. Did. It's not so Actually, I have a lady. Uh, that comes. She's yeah. at work uh, right now. She comes. No, no, that's <laughs> my wife. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Look at Dave with the material finally at the last. <laughs> no, I, I have a, a lady um, 
that comes a couple times a week. She mm. just came on Monday. She's a Filipino lady, too. Oh. Oh, she, she <laughs> I don't know where my wife is. She left with my wife. She, she, she took off with your wife. <laughs> no, but uh, Dave, since it's your birthday, and we're about to wrap things up here, Michael said he will do one more impression for you for your birthday. I got I got a suggestion. Okay. Oh. I don't know if he does this. We, we didn't talk about this before. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, Adam Sandler. So, Dave, what would you like to hear? <clears throat> um... I guess Adam Sandler. <laughs> okay, you have much of a choice. <laughs> do you do an Adam Sandler? Can you do I don't, this? Maybe. I'm just cause I'm pulling out all the got, SNL. I got a backup one. Okay, Dave has no, a backup. No, go ahead. Do the Adam Sandler. No, do I look I got at one me? If no, you guys I, can't think of one. Well, because, all right, for Dave's because birthday. Because every time I turn my head, it, yeah. everything oh. pops out of my ear. Adam's. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it is so good to be on the, the Travis Dagan Abbott show, but maybe I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. Can you have a walk-in? Everybody has a walk-in. Sure, could do a walking. Yeah. Why not? Hey, Travis, how you doing? It's <laughs> a fabulous shirt you got on. Sun Records. Wow, you. must be hot there. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right, well, listen, uh, Michael, we really appreciate you being here, really. This Thank is you. probably more, my favorite. I can tell you this is going to be my favorite uh, uh-huh. podcast so far. Uh, we covered a lot of things, a lot of music, some mm-hmm. laughs. Yeah. And... Uh, so now, Travis, let's talk about where we're going to be next. Okay. Where, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, well, tomorrow night, Thursday, the 28th, mm-hmm. uh, Sam and Well, Rockabilly Night in yeah. the Tuckett yeah. Lounge. Oh, you got to check this out. Yeah, I want to come check yeah, that out. Over in, in, in Highland. It's at yeah, Highland, San Bernardino, yeah. Sam and Well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what what time is that at? We go on at 9.30, and it's you, jo- Johnny Bowler, Johnny Bowler on bass, and uh, John Shelley on the drums. Yeah. And then you're going to Laughlin. After that, yeah, the next morning I get up at like 5 a.m. I've already worked it out. Uh, I'm playing the Colorado Bell in Laughlin Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, 5 a.m.? Yeah, yeah. Sun- Sunday uh, is our last show, and then I leave Monday morning. I got to go I gotta go to a funeral on Monday. Uh, my, 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 I don't want to bring the show down, but my, my mama Tina, my grandma Tina, uh, passed away a couple. Oh. Man, I really brought it down, didn't I? <laughs> it's all right. I'm sorry to hear that. So you're doing anyway, so that's <laughs> no. I'm, I'm doing Laughlin all weekend, and where are you this week? So why aren't you in Laughlin with me? I'm Travis? not in Laughlin with you because I'm going to Tijuana with Scott Bruce. Uh oh. <laughs> and I may never come you back. That's because back. you know what the good part about Travis going to Tijuana? Yeah, he's finally going to learn what it's like to catch VD. Mm. <laughs> I can't wait. From the source. A lot of life. life. This isn't like secondary VD. This no. is like mainline. No, get it from the, the head purest, of the beast. Just the purest, cleanest VD. Oh, yeah. Straight from the... The horse's mouth. Uh, oh. It'll flare up like straight overnight. The, straight from the donkey's mouth. <laughs> when you get to Tijuana, I have a suggestion. Okay. Uh, I don't, where are you playing in Tijuana? I, have, I don't know. Okay. So you don't I don't know. even know if it's actually a gig. Oh. For all I know... For all I know, Scott Bruce is just taking us down there. To just just, gonna, just are your kidneys intact? Uh, you might not come back. Not for long. <laughs> Here's what you need to do. When you go there, this is how um, uh, the best thing to say to feel as a part of the culture. When you go there, go, where the fuck is the wall? <laughs> they'll love and that. They'll love you. They'll yeah, love they'll you love get free tacos for the rest of the night. It's but, something. Uh, anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in to the Dag Nabbit uh, podcast show thingy um like us on facebook uh if you like what you hear we're gonna do michael's gonna be a regular guest 
We decided that. <laughs> All right. Gonna be yeah. Gonna be. We haven't told them yet. You know, you, yeah. By the way, you're regular. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks for tuning in. We hope everybody has a, a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Peace out. Bye bye. <laughs>